Wine, Food, Talk. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. You all know the famous winemaking districts, right? Oakville, Rutherford, St. Helena, Caneros, Coombsville, and Crusher. Crusher? Yes, an area of the Napa Corporate Park in the shadow of the Grape Crusher that's fast becoming one of the coolest, hippest places to make and taste wine. We're going to learn more about it today. Joining me to talk about it, I'm joined by Judd Wallenbrock, who has two wineries in the area, and Ann Mullaney, who's the executive director of the Crusher Wine District. Judd, Ann, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Great to have you here. Did I pronounce your name right, Ann, by the way? You did. Good. I wasn't (laughs) sure about that. First of all, how long has this existed as a place that you can legitimately call a wine district, Judd? Uh, it's actually been just a short period of time, actually. Um, a couple of the wineries down there got together, realized that we had a whole bunch of these uh, urban wineries. And uh, we thought, well, this is going to be a pretty good idea. We're going to be power in numbers and get people to discover us. I'd say we've only been together realistically for a little over a year. Yeah. Well, talk about, and what's there? Wineries, winemaking facilities, tasting rooms. There's a little of all of it. It's give a, give us a picture of, of what's of down the there. It's a very unexpected and certainly unconventional compared to what you might uh, think of or expect to see on a visit to Napa Valley. There's no sweeping vineyards and huge chateaus. It's, uh, I guess, more of a uh, modern, edgy, industrial feel to it uh, with vineyards scattered around. And inside, it's completely different. It is a warm, inviting personal, intimate experience in a tasting room. And out in the back is the full winemaking facility, all Mm -hmm. there in one place. What, Judd, if anything, is the nexus with the big corporate players that are down there in in the corporate park? I mean, Treasury and Mondavi, and I mean, they have warehouse facilities, but they also have a lot of offices down there. Is there any nexus between the two at this point? You know, in the old days, they actually did used to have their offices there. Now they've moved down by the airport, Mm -hmm. and we're not down by the airport. We're up actually much closer to the center of town. Well, explain exactly where you are. Yeah, so if you know... (laughs) For your listeners who are in Napa, if you've <laughs> right. gone down to get your uh, license renewed, we're right by the DMV right. <laughs> or the old laboratories, you know, off of uh, off of uh, Enterprise Way and that kind of area, Kaiser and uh, um, Corporate Parkway. Uh, whereas a lot of the rest have moved down to the airport, right. uh, which is you know several miles further down. Mm-hmm. So you're you're literally kind of in the shadow of the Grape Crusher. Exactly. There. Yeah, that's, and that's why the we are idea. named, and we are actually technically not in uh, Napa Valley County. We mm-hmm. are in the city. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine when the pipe gets developed, uh, that's where we really are. We're right by, you know, Napa Pipe. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about how it got started, either either one of you, how uh, it really uh, became a place that, that wineries wanted to be, that, that even with an industrial framework, yeah. you think, yeah, we could, have a, we could have a winery down here. Well, it's, it's kind of common sense. And I'll tell you, Jeff, I mean, you know my background. I've been in the business for, I'm in my 35th year in the wine industry right now. And I started my career as a retailer in Southern California, and it was a very uh, hip retail spot. And we would make um, trips up to Napa and other wine countries looking for the new and cool winemakers. That's what we do. And inevitably, the place that we'd go is not to the big estates. Uh, we'd be finding great winemakers uh, in industrial parks. And for me, that's what it was. It, be, it really became sort of the incubator for great you know, things to come down the line. And that's how I f- kind of feel where we are. So when we got together, you know, it just made sense. You can make a winery without all of the glitz 
and put your 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 craft out there you don't need you know a, a big mansion out there to make great wine you just need a really good winery and good grapes so this is all dot wineries down there basically. like that yep mm-hmm. yeah what yeah. were the issues with respect to the city permitting permissions all of that and and i think that's why a lot of people like judd was saying ended up down there because it is uh, certainly more amenable to the startup, to the small production, um, husband and wife teams that make up a lot of our members. Mm-hmm. It's actually part of the city. Uh, and the city has uh, made it a lot more uh, easy, you know, to um, get all your permits and things like that uh, than the county. Right now, you probably read recently that the county and the, and the city have actually kind of aligned a little bit on the restrictions on what mm-hmm. wines could do. But realistically, we could... Um, we can make a lot more wine down there than, than what would be the restrictions of, of Napa. Right. And are there limitations? Are there restrictions in, with respect to how big you can become down there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every winery, this is alcoholic beverage. You are regulated. <laughs> and uh, so, for instance, we've got a 65,000-gallon permit. Uh, we'd like to move to 100,000 gallons, but just making that move is a very difficult thing. It's just like any other uh, permit in Napa Valley. It's, uh, it's a little bit more difficult. It has a whole lot to do with wastewater, sanitation, things right. like that. But for the city, the infrastructure, the, the, the internal infrastructure for the city to process these permits to do the things that the county does routinely not always well but routinely is a whole different process yeah it is it's uh frankly it's a much simpler process mm-hmm. yeah and how many uh wineries are part of this at this point we currently have 10 members and growing as uh we attract new uh wineries and new members down in that area it's only going to continue to grow like judd said with uh, napa pipe coming and the expansion to the meritage i kind of see our area north of the crusher and south of downtown eventually joining and being a destination not only for locals but for tourists from as close as the city to far away as you know we had a couple from australia visit us uh, at our last event so it's a walkable destination you could spend a whole day there eventually easily we we have wine hopper weekends now where Mm -hmm. we invite people to really spend the time over the course of two days and not just go wine hopping but really spend the time get a true experience meet the winemakers who are often uh, times also the uh, wine owners in mm-hmm. our case. And so do you have a little map of, of where all the places are, sort of like the maps of the stars' homes? <laughs> the, <laughs> yes, the, we do. The, the Crusher District next. equivalent? We're going to get these little stars in the sidewalk. Oh, wait, we need a sidewalk first. Uh, <laughs> and signs. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely have a, a little map. And it is, it, it, it's an amazing thing because you, 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 you come up to a building and you just think it's a tilt-up warehouse, right. and then you walk inside and it's a beautiful winery with great wines. Like Ann said, nine times out of ten, you're going to be dealing with the owner or the winemaker. It's it's really grassroots, mm-hmm. um, but uh, and there's several of them that are literally within crawling distance of each other. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you had mentioned to me when we first talked about this is just trying to gain a certain hipness about it. Mm-hmm. That that part of this alternative wine district was really to try and be a little bit different. Talk about the things you're doing, both of you, in that regard, Judd. Yeah, I think each one of us are trying, every winery out there is trying to do something to attract attention, right? It's like, what makes you different? What's your point of differentiation? And if we talk about quality of wine, I think we're kind of kidding ourselves because the quality of the wine across the board throughout Napa and Sonoma and everywhere 
is stunningly good. There's just no question about it, but very subjective, obviously. What you know, I think mm-hmm. is good and what you think is good may be two different things. So it's really the experience that you're trying to do. And each one of us down there is trying to create an experience that's just not so expected. Um, I'll give you an example with Humanitas. Uh, when you come in and make an appointment at Humanitas, you'll sit down, you'll take a tour of the winery, uh, we'll talk you through all sorts of different processes that are going on, but then we'll sit down and we'll do a molecular gastronomy bite with you. And, and people are going to go, what the heck is that? You know? And then they see these little spoons with little caviar balls and oils and salts, and they don't know what's going on. But when they get through with the experience, they realize, wow, this is fantastic. I just had a sensory you know, explosion in my mouth, and I learned something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and each winery really does try and tailor that experience. So when you walk through that door, everyone is unique from uh, Misueño and Rolando's very compelling story of his venture and adventure to where he ends up to uh, Trinitas Cellars, where uh, really the founding visionary of the Meritage Hotel and eventually this larger district. Um, you know, you get to meet those family members uh, his son Garrett and uh, wife Betsy Bush, they oftentimes, you know, like Judd, will be there to uh, share their wines with you. So it's it's really like the old days in the Napa Valley mm-hmm. in, in many ways. It's like everything old is new right. again. It know? just looks different on the outside, but it's the same experience mm-hmm. inside. And how has it been with respect to landlords down there, owners of those buildings, being willing to embrace this whole new way of They're going to join the neighborhood, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in our particular case, well, we're one of the owners of the buildings. So right. <laughs> it was really easy to deal with us. Right. Uh, but... It, Across the board down there, I mean, it's a real diverse, um, you know, meandering of different kinds of businesses down there. You know, we just had a meeting the other day with uh, Mario Chioda, who's a renowned worldwide sculptor. He's in the building right next to us. And we're, we just met him. And we thought, wow, that's pretty fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and to, you know, paint companies, to, I mean, all sorts of bizarre little things that are Doggy down there. Doggy daycare. Doggy daycare, rough hotel. Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, uh, food trucks also uh, have their kitchens down there. Yep, exactly. Often. Commercial kitchens. Commercial mm-hmm. kitchens. Marks the spot is across the street from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been around, as you say, a long time. What used to be in all these places down there? What was that for a long time? Uh, actually, for a long time, there wasn't anything down there. You know, really, right. that's a relatively, in the grand scheme of time, a new thing. And then uh, kind of day laboratories came down and, and I think really started building it. Uh, you may recall that um, Apple was there for a little while, right. too. Ten was, minutes, right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Which yeah. is now Kaiser facility. And I, exactly. Right? And yeah. I was with Robert Mondavi, and our headquarters uh, was uh, um, right behind the DMV. Right. So I'm, I'm a stone's throw from my old office, for that matter. You know, So it's been a, a, a bunch of mishmash of different offices down the line. Um, one of the buildings down there used to be one of the Mondavi barrel buildings before. Now there's another barrel building down there, and you would never know. It's, it's, it's just a tilt-up uh, warehouse buildings. What would you like to see this become, Anne? As you you know, you talk to uh, the me- the new members, mm-hmm. the, the people like Judd that have been there a little while. What do they want it to become? What's the goal? I, I think uh, for the current members, and then hopefully as we expand, our our goal is to be just like those other um, districts and areas that you mentioned at the beginning of uh, of our talk and. Since we are modeled somewhat on what's going on in Washington, you know, an urban wine district certainly isn't a new development. It's new for Napa, and uh, that's what we offer. But there's Woodenville outside Seattle and um, other very large warehouse industrial type destinations mm-hmm. in Washington State. And as Washington State continues to grow, you know, um, 
we can't settle in Napa and just uh, with all the restrictions that people bandy about on uh, winery growth. We are in a location that will grow and does have, have that opportunity to grow. So uh, it's pretty exciting. I think all of us are really you – know, we want people to be – they want to embrace us because of our wines, not because of the building that we're in. Um, I think that's probably the most important thing. Again, I go back to when I was a retailer 35 mm-hmm. years ago. It was really – that's where you found – uh, the really killer wines. And yeah. that's, you know, what, what I think will help spread the word in addition to some of the events and, and press that, um, that we seek. It is also just kind of the bragging rights of finding and, uh, you know, kind of off the well-trodden vineyard path of, mm-hmm. uh, what Napa Valley has become and, uh, a, an experience that you want to share with your friends, with your family, uh, not just that day, but on an ongoing basis. Everyone likes to know what's the latest, hottest thing, and that's what we want to be. Mm-hmm. And the city has embraced this, really? Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, we're, uh, we were mentioning earlier that on Saturday, uh, the Chamber of Commerce is having a member appreciation party. Travis Stanley, the president, has asked us to come in as a group to be the only wines being poured so that we can be recognized as Napa's, the town of Napa's wine district, which we think is Awesome. We're pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about getting tourists down there and what methods are you using to make people aware of it? Those big uh, gorilla balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <that> they- <laughs> Now, I think uh, the, the, this is true with any district within Napa Valley or, or Sonoma. When you're I mean, that, some are well-established, obviously. Exactly. Um, and we're not, on, you know, we're not on a beaten path, so right. you don't have foot traffic in there. So what you're really relying on is uh, people telling other people about it. It's a referral business game. Uh, it's the same with if I'm in Yonville, if I'm in St. Helena. It's uh, getting people to recognize and say, hey, I really recommend that you go here. So it is a network with concierge, with B&Bs, with uh, restaurateurs, with other wineries making recommendations. Yeah, so whether uh it's through press releases or out in uh out in the field at other industry events, uh working with groups like Canvas and and the chamber to help spread the word and uh you know whether it's all of us throwing posters at every location we can between here and St. Helena to let people know about it and also then going on the road and talking to restaurants and groups in uh, the East Bay, down in, uh, down in the city. I mean, you think about mm-hmm. it, even Sacramento is, a, is an easy day experience drive mm-hmm. to the Crusher Wine District. Right. So uh, with our upcoming event at the beginning of August, those are all the tactics we're using, trying to get people to visit us over a weekend. And Napa Pipe could have a profound impact on the district. Yeah, we're waiting for that to actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of other people, but <laughs> no, it's uh, we the the district I think is in a in a great position because it's really sort of first in the valley and it's also last in the valley. So it is a great place if people are coming from San Francisco or Sa- or, or you know Sacramento, they can make an, a morning appointment and they'll have their first winery done and they don't have to go up another half an hour, forty five minutes, or an hour up the valley. They can make it up there down the down the line. But we're already discovering that there are people that are coming into the valley and they never really make it past Napa, frankly. And with Napa and its resurgence and, mm-hmm. and its renaissance going on, people are actually staying in Napa. Uh, so it's it's actually building traffic for us down there. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah, and that's uh, with our upcoming weekend, August 8th and 9th. That's what we're hoping to do is draw people so they will see us, understand us, find us, 
and uh, get that different, unique experience. So we're offering an kind of off-vineyard, given the harvest season, and also that we are off-vineyard, much like off-road, urban expedition. So it's a chance to kind of make your way around the circuit of all of our wineries and uh, get a hands-on experience, uh, learn something new. You know, you visit a winery, you always remember the first time you understood that soils were different or how exciting it is to be able to tell a Chardonnay grape from a Cabernet grape um, on vine, which you can't. <laughs> but um, And... Uh, it's experiences like that with the owners and the winemakers mm-hmm. that I think will continue to differentiate us from what else you find beyond and, Napa. And Judd, where are most of the grapes coming from? Yeah, so in our particular case, we work with growers around the valley, and uh, and Humanus is actually dedicated to vineyard designates themselves, so spe- site-specific vineyards. So it's a contracts with growers all over the place, although I will say that we're very proud to say that we've actually purchased our first vineyard, and we're going to be developing it in the next year, so mm-hmm. that's uh, a good step. But all through Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's primarily sourced out of Napa, the grapes oh, absolutely, that are being yeah. made down there. Yeah, absolutely. It's Napa's district. <laughs> Napa's <laughs> district. The Crusher District. How did that name come about? Um, because of that uh, world-renowned and uh, easier-to-spot statue as you come into the Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, we all know is actually pressing grapes, but yes. we'll... Everybody calls it the crusher. So right. Great. You know, Lucy and... Uh, right. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's Just not adds to the talk value, grade. hopefully. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ann Mullaney, Judd Wallenbrock. Yeah. I thank you both for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you thank very you, much. Jeff. You're listening to NapperBroadcasting.com.